1: Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution
0: to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today.
2: Hey, everybody. It's Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. Welcome to the NFL Fantasy Football Show. It's me, your man, M.G. Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. Coming up on the show today, we are previewing Thursday Night Football, plus the early games from Week 13. We are in Week 13. The playoffs are just around the corner in Fantasy. and a lot of leagues, the trade deadline has passed. Uh, and good and good deal, just in time for buy mageddon Because why not? <sighs> we gotta, we gotta, we need to petition the league about this or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, look, I know on Fantasy Live we've joked. Well, Patrick and you joked about uh, getting an All Star game in there mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. But even if we spread it like a little bit more, there, there was multiple weeks with
2: no buys already. Like, like just. Late, earlier in the year for us fantasy players. Yeah, please. just come on, like help us out. Just throw us a bone, please, Raj. That's all that's all we're really asking for. But uh, let's get started, as we always do about this time, with some fantasy headlines and a big one that hit earlier in the week, uh happened on Tuesday, kind of midday. Jonathan Taylor will have surgery on his injured thumb. Uh, this, according to team owner Jim Ursay, he is expected to miss the, the next two to three weeks. Um, look. Me, you, a lot of other folks had said a couple of weeks ago, if you have room to stash Zach Moss, then you should. Uh, But I think people got tired of waiting over the last couple of weeks and felt like, all right, well, maybe it's time to move on from Zach Moss. Surprise! Uh, Now he's back in our fantasy lives. Obviously, that's the easy answer, right? Hold on to Zach Moss. Play him if you got him. Go get him if you didn't. But if you couldn't get Zach Moss, what now for fantasy managers?
1: it's it's probably a week-to-week thing if you're if you're in need of someone off the waiver wire to replace jonathan taylor the only way you could replace him even close to it is what zach moss like marcus was saying but some options out there that are rostered in half or less of nfl.com leagues chuba hubbard uh remains out there kareem hunt antonio gibson keaton mitchell can't help you this week but there's a lot of upside the rest of the way especially if you get say post buy bump but To me, the top streaming options this week are Jeff Wilson Jr. and Tyler Algier. Obviously, they're not going to give you what Jonathan Taylor has been giving you, but they can give you something like double-digit fantasy points, and that might just be good enough. But use this as a reminder, like... This is the time of year where you want your handcuffs on your roster, especially after this week and all the buys. Two more teams on by the rest of the way. So you can you have expendable bench spots. Get your handcuffs on your roster.
2: Yeah, I'd also, you know, go out. You mentioned Tyler Algier. Chuba Hubbard might be out there in a few leagues. Um, Not maybe the most exciting opportunity uh, to have Chuba Hubbard on the roster, but he does look like the lead running back in Carolina. So uh, he's worth exploring if he's a free agent in your fantasy league. Uh, one other quick note, the window has opened on Aaron Rodgers coming back to uh, practice for the Jets. I'm only mentioning this because I feel obligated to do so. Um, we're not doing anything with this, are we? No. All no. right. No, no. All right. Good enough. No. Uh, <laughs> Thursday night football. TNF this week. It is the Seattle Seahawks heading to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. 815 p.m. Eastern. You can see that game on Prime Video. Uh, The Seahawks, they were hot for a little bit, and now they have struggled, and they got a really tough matchup against a good Cowboys defense. How many Seahawks are you comfortable starting in this one? Truthfully, none. Like, (laughs) I I
1: have Geno Smith as a sit this week. I have all of their receivers, including DK Metcalf, as sits this week. If you head over to uh, the Stardom Cinema article on um, NFL.com, I think... Look, in a number of spots, because right now, Ian Rappaport an hour ago said it does not look good for Kenneth Walker to play this week, so I have a couple of spots where I need to play Zach Charbonnet just out of more desperation than anything because of the buys and everything, so I understand you might be in a position where you need to play Charbonnet or DK or Tyler Lockett. I would try really hard to get away from Geno, from JSN, and Really from all of them.
2: Yeah, it's it. I understand not being able to get away from them, but I'm with you. I don't like any of the matchups. I think for Charbonnet, it's a question of volume, potentially, because we saw last week against the 49ers with no Kenneth Walker. It was pretty much the Zach Charbonnet show. I think maybe he gets some targets because I expect the Seahawks to be playing from behind and in a negative game script. But I don't like the matchup. The Cowboys have not given up a touchdown to a running back in the past three games. Uh, Charbonnet has not been very efficient. Maybe is a deep, deep sleeper. You look at Jackson Smith and Jigba because the Cowboys, if there is a weakness, it's against slot receivers, but even that is super minimal. So uh, I wouldn't get too fired up about that one as well. Uh, on the other side, the Cowboys have been red hot over the last month to six weeks. But, you know, for as great as Dak has been, it's pretty much been the Dak and CD Lamb show in the passing game with occasional, you know, occasional spurts of Brandon cooks. Would you start any Cowboys receivers besides CD lamb? I, I would try not to like
1: ideally it's CD lamb. It's Tony Pollard. Jake Ferguson is in play as a tight end and that's kind of where I would leave it. But six teams on by people have to dive deeper this week. Brandon cooks to me. I, I don't love the matchup. The Seahawks secondary has been good and they, they've they really struggled against the run. But Brandon Cooks at least brings the upside of, hey, maybe this guy will catch a long touchdown. So if you're talking about like a waiver wire by bi- week replacement, understand the floor is extremely low, but there's at least upside there. So in a perfect world, no, but if I had to, uh, I'm okay with throwing a, a upside shot on Brandon
2: Cooks. Yeah, he's maybe the only one because you know Michael Gallup has been you know inconsistent. It's just, I guess, the story of his career. But it's just been amazing that for as great as Dak has been, that it hasn't really spread around to all the receivers there in that offense. So, um, you know, C.D. Lamb is definitely a lock. Everybody else, sort of a question mark there. The other part is the Seattle C., uh, secondary, on the whole, it seems less than the sum of its parts, right? Because, you know, like Devin Witherspoon is playing well. Tariq Woolen is, is playing really well. But for some reason, we're not scared of the Seahawks defense the way we were, you know, back in the Legion of Boom days. So, uh, so we'll check it out. Uh, 8.15 p.m. Eastern. Prime video, Seahawks and Cowboys kick off week 13 on Thursday night football. Now to the rest of the Week 13 slates mentioned. I don't know. Are we calling this by mageddon two? Are we calling it Bipocalypse? We're uh, we going in sync. Bye bye bye. Like what are we doing? I I want to go with Biomageddon two, but it needs like a catchphrase. Yeah,
1: like like it needs something <laughs> added on
2: to two by two Mageddon something <laughs> like that. Uh, whatever. We have uh, the Ravens, the Bills, the Bears, the Raiders. The Vikings and the Giants all on by, which means, look, I mean, look at the quarterbacks we got out, right? We got Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Josh, uh, Justin Fields uh, are out running backs. uh, You got the Ravens running backs. you got James Cook. You've got, uh, you know, the Bears backs. If you're into Khalil Herbert, uh, Josh Jacobs, uh, Saquon Barkley, you got wide receivers galore that are out this week. So a lot of good players at key positions. Not playing this week. So that means a lot of mixing and matching. A lot of people are going to go into a critical week with lineups that they probably aren't super excited about. So
1: but my thing, like with the quarterbacks, is just like if you have a big name quarterback, even if you don't love the matchup, play them this week because your options are very thin.
2: Very, very thin. I mean, I'll let you know on a little secret. Gardner Minshew is in the sleepers column this week because there are six teams on a bye, and somebody's probably going to need a quarterback. Um, Let's start, though, in week 13, the Chargers at the Patriots. Patriots need a quarterback. Uh, They are cycling through Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I see Mike Cunningham was getting second team snaps at practice on Wednesday. They should just start him. It'll be fun at least. Or just run the Wildcat with Ramondre Stevenson. Please. Um, But for the Chargers, Austin Eckler, since he came back from injury, really hasn't been great. He hasn't been the Austin Eckler we're used to seeing. But the utilization is what we want. He's on the field all the time. He's getting a ton of touches. Will we finally get a big Austin Eckler game this week? I am hopeful. And it's not like this
1: is a great matchup on paper or anything, but the Patriots are going to struggle to put up points. So the Chargers should have a favorable game script, which hopefully means a lot more running the ball for Austin Eckler, some short, quick dump off passes. Um, But, just keep the faith with Austin Eckler because this week, I, again, I think he should be able to bounce back and have a nice game, but afterwards he gets the Broncos who've allowed the most fantasy points per game to, to running backs, the Raiders who are going allowing running backs to go off every week, the Bills who have struggled against the run, and then the Fantasy Championship week against the Broncos again who've allowed the most fantasy points to running backs. So hopefully this is a get-right spot for him and then he could just use that to maintain and take advantage of the schedule of the final month.
2: And I, look, I'm not going to suggest, I'm not even going to remotely suggest that you're sitting Austin Eckler because the volume is too good. You just hope that maybe the efficiency pops up. The other part that's been surprising, disappointing has been his lack of production in the passing game, because that really has been where his bread has been buttered, especially in fantasy. You know that he's going to get those targets and he's going to get those yards after the catch. It hasn't really been there so far this year. So maybe this is a week where that starts to happen a little bit as well for Austin Eckler. But you're starting him. You're just hoping that the numbers turn out to be better than what they have been so far. The Detroit Lions uh, coming off a little bit of a surprising loss on Thanksgiving. They kind of got beat up by the Green Bay Packers. They head down to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Speaking of beat up, Saints shorten the pass catcher department. Chris Olave uh, in the concussion protocol. Rashid Shahid dealing with a thigh injury, and it looks very unlikely for him to play this week. Michael Thomas is already on injured reserve. Do you trust any Saints pass catchers here?
1: It all depends on if those guys suit up or not. Like if Olave suits up, you're obviously starting him and and then the rest kind of aren't as valuable. But if those top options are out, to me, I think Juwan Johnson is the one that I like the most because last week he led them in routes ran. He was second in targets behind only Chris Olave and he's a tight end. So the floor... Uh, the, 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 bar for production at that position is just so much lower. Like if you start Jawan Johnson and he gives you seven fantasy points, you're like, all right, that's, that's pretty solid. I'll take that. Anything more than that is just like a cherry on top. I would say uh, AT Perry is a deeper name that I like, but him being a receiver, I think it's kind of the
2: floor is similar to Johnson. So I'd rather play the tight end. I say, if you want to get dangerous, like AT Perry is out there, there you for go. you. Like if you're getting nuts, AT Perry is your guy. Uh, he's had an end zone target in each of the last two games. The Detroit defense lately has not been what it was early in the season. They're giving up big yards and touchdowns in the passing game. So if you just want to roll the dice and take a shot on At Perry, making a couple of big plays, I- I'd say this. And if you want to, you know, kind of slice it another way, if there's no Chris Olave, maybe Perry is the downfield threat in yeah, this offense. Yeah. Um, especially if with him, with no with no Olave and no Shahid, uh, it really could be. AT Perry downfield. But again, this is, uh, you know, hey, I'm playing in a deep league and I got injuries and buys and I need some help. That's when you're going to AT Perry.
1: Do you think Taysom Hill starts playing receiver as well for them? I mean,
2: why would it might happen? It's going to be like that Bugs Bunny commercial or a cartoon like, you know, first base Bugs Bunny. left field. But It's going to be like (laughs) left guard, Taysom Hill, tight end, Taysom Hill, quarterback, Taysom Hill, wide receiver, Taysom Hill. It might work. It really might work. Uh, Falcons and the Jets. Can you still trust Garrett Wilson, even with Tim Boyle? I think so. Uh,
1: Last week, look, I'm not going to tell you it was pretty. Like, if you start Garrett Wilson, you probably should not watch this game. Uh, (laughs) But 10 targets, 7 catches, 44 yards, and a touchdown last week with Tim Boyle. He is the entire passing game. Like, it's him and it's Brees Hall. Alan Lazard is a healthy scratch. I love that the Jets have to answer for Lazard, Tim Boyle, and Nathaniel Hackett. Like, what's going on with these three? Why did you bring all of them in? Uh, But... Garrett Wilson getting a, a, the volume at least that with six teams on by in a game where they're probably
2: going to be trailing. Uh, I, I think you could still trust starting him. Do you think they activated Aaron Rodgers' 21 day window to make him answer some of these questions? May, people on Twitter were like, well now Garrett Wilson is going to be inspired. And I'm like, to do what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> sorry, I was just, that was just the natural response <laughs> to that statement. It just came bubbling up out of me. Um, yeah, I mean, look, those questions that you ask, they all they all come back to number twelve. That's that's yep. why all those things are happening. So maybe he should have to answer for that. As for Garrett Wilson, he actually has had uh, at least seven catches in uh, five of his last six games. So even things are bad, even the quarterback situation being terrible, he's getting opportunities. And last week, I actually decided I was like I was too scared of Tim Boyle. I sat Garrett Wilson for Brandon Cooks. Um, in the end, it ended up being about the same. I think, I think Wilson outscored him by like 0.2 points. It ended up sort of being the same. But I think at this point, like you still kind of roll with Garrett Wilson because that's where the ball is going in the passing game, and he continues to be productive uh, regardless of the quarterback situation there.
0: Let's take a break, but
2: we'll be right back.
0: You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall
0: and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Back to the Week 13 game previews here. We'll head to Pittsburgh, the Cardinals and the Steelers. A couple of revenge games at play. You got uh, James Conner trying to get revenge against the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. You got Patrick Peterson for the Steelers trying to get revenge against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I'm more interested in the running backs there. Last week was supposed to be the Jalen Warren week. It wasn't. Is this the Jalen Warren week? I am hopeful. I
1: think it is a week where you start both of your running backs. My only concern, and this might sound crazy given how bad the Steelers offense has been for all but just last week. But if this is a game where the Steelers have a lead, it might be a little bit more where they they rely on Najee. We did see them split snaps and carries pretty much down the middle. What Warren, the edge that Warren has is he's the back that gets used more in the passing game. But even so, if he's getting like 13 carries, he is so explosive where it just takes one for him to have a big fantasy game. So I think you start both of your
2: Steelers running backs this week. I definitely think you start both of them. I'm going to be a little bit of a Debbie Downer here and say I think it's another Najee Harris game just because... The Cardinals are bad in general against running backs in fantasy, but they are especially bad against the ground game. They've given up the uh, second most rushing yards to the running back position. And for all of the other shifts in roles in the Pittsburgh backfield, Najee has gotten most of the carries most of the season. So if they go and they're running the football, I think it's going to be it's going to be Najee with most of the opportunities. And the last few weeks when they get down inside the five, he's the guy who's getting those opportunities. So I think volume plus touchdown upside means it's a Najee game. But I do think that that Jalen Warren's going to to have a good game. My bold prediction for the week is that both Steelers running backs have at least 80 scrimmage yards in the game. So I'm hopeful for that. So, again, I think I think it's a bigger game for Najee. But Jalen Warren, I think, has some production as well. Colts at Titans. Uh, We talked about some streaming quarterbacks. Uh, You had Baker. I had Russ. Would you consider streaming Gardner Minshew?
1: I'd have to be pretty desperate. In a (laughs) two-quarterback league, sure. In in 14-team league, sure. But, like... I just think there's a lot of better streaming options this week. Jordan Love is one I like more. Baker and Russ, like we said, are, are both options I like more. Derek Carr, I, I think, is a better option. Minshew, like he scored the rushing touchdown last week, didn't throw one. That's the thing with him. Like the floor is very low. He's better for fantasy because he gets the ball to Pittman and, and Josh Downs so much. But besides that, I,
2: I don't. To me, he's the, the the last resort streaming quarterback this week. Here's the thing with Gardner: the floor is low. The ceiling, well, it's also low. Um, (laughs) I'm kind of with you on that, that, yeah, you have to sort of temper your expectations. Two quarterback leagues, I totally get it. In one quarterback leagues, you know, you might have to be sort of looking at a waiver wire that's very, very empty. I will say this, though, in Gardner's defense. When the Titans and Colts played earlier this season, uh, I think it was week five. It was a game that Anthony Richardson started. That was when he got hurt again. Again. Uh, Minshew came in, he went 11, 14, 155 yards. So he threw the ball relatively effectively against this Titans defense. We've been picking on them with quarterbacks all year long. So that is maybe something in favor of Gardner Minshew, but uh, understand that ceiling is not very high for Minshew this week, even against uh, what looks like a favorable matchup on paper, dolphins and commanders. We know which dolphins were starting pretty much all of them. Um, for the commanders, are there any guys you feel confident in this week?
1: Um, Sam Howell, 100%. Must start court. Like, it doesn't matter how bad Sam Howell plays when you watch him. You look at the box score at the end of the game, and you're like, yep, this guy got me 17 or more fantasy points. Um, Terry McLaurin, down game last week, but 11 targets, too good to ignore. Brian Robinson, the volume is simply too good to, to ignore, and with buys and everything, I think he remains in play. Outside of that, like... I want to get excited for one of their secondary wide receivers or or Logan Thomas, because this is a game where they're going to have to throw the ball probably like 40, 50 times as they're chasing points against the Dolphins. But it's been so week to week with Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas that I think they're all more just like deeper flyers this week than anything. That's been the hard part is like,
2: where do you go for a secondary pass catcher in this offense? You just don't know because... Sam Howell has spread the ball around. So I, I'm with you on how I'm with you on McLaurin. I think at this point, I won't say drop Antonio Gibson because if something happens to Brian Robinson, the opportunity opens up, but you can't play Antonio Gibson. Um, you know, Logan Thomas, you know, he's just, he's kind of there, uh, you know, he's, he gets occasional targets, but doesn't do anything special enough to make you want to put him in the lineup. Um, yeah. It's just, There's going to there are going to be reasons to throw the football a lot because the Dolphins are going to score a lot of points and the commanders will be playing from behind. But there's not a lot of people you get super excited about Broncos at the Texans, which I think is going to be a sneaky, fun game this week. The Broncos playing really, really well. We know how good the Texans are. They're very much in playoff position right now. The Broncos have shut down some quarterbacks over the last few weeks. I mean, they slowed down Patrick Mahomes. They slowed down Josh Allen. Any worries about CJ Stroud in the Houston passing game against Denver? I think
1: there's some worries there with them. Like the the floor is certainly lower. The risk of these guys not living up to what they've been doing is higher in this game because of the matchup and how well that secondary in Denver has been playing. That being said, I think you have to start them. Like CJ Stroud has been it should be probably The leading MVP candidate right now with how well he has been playing. Uh, Tank Dell is going off every week. Nico Collins brings such a high ceiling. Dalton Schultz, as far as tight ends go, brings a high ceiling. So while they might disappoint you this week with six teams on by, I don't I, I have a lot of Texans in different leagues. I'm not even considering sitting them.
2: Yeah, I I just don't see how you can at this point. CJ Stroud right now looks like he may have the Offensive Rookie of the Year locked up. Tank Dell is balling. Nico Collins is balling. I guess if there's one guy that I I wouldn't start, it might be Dalton Schultz. Just because last week, Brevin Jordan seemed to be getting more opportunities and a a committee at tight end seems like death. uh, I don't really (laughs) want any part of that. So I might think twice about Dalton Schultz. Uh, oh, I guess Damian Pierce. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not playing. S- him. I'm not playing Damian Pierce. No. Maybe some Devin Singletary, but that's pretty much it uh, at this point in, in Houston. So uh, it should be a lot of fun, though. I think uh, you know we know what the big game of the week is, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But beyond that, Broncos Texans uh, is one to pay attention to. That'll do it for this edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Show. Be sure to listen tomorrow when we're previewing the rest of the Week 13 slates. Stay happy, safe, and healthy. Do good and live well. And we'll talk to you again real soon.